And so why don't you come down here and preach the word of God tonight. And uh, we're looking forward to what the Lord has laid upon your heart. <laughs> All righty, so I'm very grateful to be here tonight to do this, and we start off when I'm going to preach. Uh, you told me 18 years ago that I'd be on a Sunday night preaching in a Baptist church. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Because that's never going to happen. And sure enough, uh, well, it's 16 years, so maybe 17 years ago if you said that, but it, it was 2007 when I came to the church. I got saved 2007 of that, that um, December of 2007, and we've been here since and growing ever since, and it's uh, been an amazing journey, still ongoing, Amen. thankfully, <laughs> and uh, just grateful, still growing as a Christian. Uh, there are days I'm still an infant, and you know, days that I, uh, I'm, I'm close to the mark, so <laughs> that's a good thing. So uh, t I'm just going to, um, hopefully this makes sense. Like I said, I haven't preached in a while, so hopefully this doesn't bounce all over. I did this on my new iPad that I got. It's a fish. It doesn't take batteries or electricity, and it's not even hooked to the Internet. But this is my brand-new iPad that I have, <laughs> and... Uh, it's very, it's, it's very uh, durable, and, <laughs> and I can use it for fire if I get cold, so it's great. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to uh, start tonight uh, just, it, I was just flipping through phones I was, uh, at work and just came across this verse, and it, it hit home with stuff that's going on in the world, and it, it, uh, I think the Lord started uh, speaking to me then, and it's, it's in Proverbs uh, Chapter 10, verse 12. I'm going to ask you if you just turn to that. Proverbs, chapter 10. Uh, I'm sorry, chapter 12, verse 10. Um, I'm going to start just a short verse to get us going, but it uh, does, it's an amazing little verse. And it says a lot about what's going on in, in the world today. So Proverbs 12, verse 10, and it reads, A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. Lord, I just ask tonight that you be with me as I uh, preach this message and uh, try to be an encouragement to my fellow Christians, Lord, and uh, just help me to say what needs to be said and only that. And just I ask that, Lord, that you be with us tonight uh, and just that this message uh, could be a blessing to someone or be used uh, in winning souls to you, Lord, and just help me as I preach tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. That's a, um, and I, I don't title uh, a sermons because I don't do it too often, but I titled this one, Tender Mercies, and it's, you might think, Tender Mercies, oh, this might be good, but it's, mm -hmm. it's not. It's about the world that we live in today, and the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel, and, uh, well, like I said, flipping through my phone, uh, I came upon this verse, and it really struck me because we see with our own eyes what goes on in the world, what's in the paper, what's in the, in the news, and it's not good, and it's, uh, and it's, um, it's not good for our country. And I'm going to just read Ephesians 6.12. I don't have these marked off, but... Uh, 
Ephesians chapter 612, very popular chapter. Uh, but 612 reads, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. And that's where we're, we're battling. Not only Satan, but he has his people that he's convinced already to be on my side or those that are lost to be on his side. And the assault on our senses, on our lives, on morality is unyielding. From, this, uh, from that side. What is even more disturbing is that these assaults come from people who truly believe that they are correct in what they're saying um, and what they're pushing on other people. And we have to realize as Christians that these people are lost. You know? And if they are Christians, they are not true Christians, that they speak and that they push the agendas that go on. Uh, I don't want to get political, but in politics and what goes on in this world, these people that are pushing these are lost and we have to reach them because they're going to, they're reaching a lot of people and we have to fight that as Christians um, to, to stand between, um, just to stand between the light and the dark. That's where we come in and we have to go out there and be um, the Christians we need to be. Uh, Romans, I'm gonna re- again, you don't have to, fl- I'm gonna read uh, in Romans. Chapter 1, 21 to 31. This this I'm going to eat up time reading Bible verses. (laughs) But in Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart and darkened. Uh, Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and the birds and to birds and four footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness thoughts, the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use in that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving a natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men and men working that which is not unseemly, that which is unseemly, and receiving themselves in that recompense of their error was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding covenant breakers, without natural affections, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, they that which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That's where we live today. This is what's going on. And um, these 12 verses, they paint a really good picture of the world we live in 
In this once God-fearing country, this is called progress to allow this to happen to, and, and to force it onto other people. And uh, it's, it's unimaginable, unimaginable that this country allows that to go on for what was sacrificed by many before us to have it uh, just thrown away. But, uh, and there was a sign, uh, a political side that normalizes more than the other side, you know, and, uh, and, and um, to return to the original verse, it's the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. They believe in their hearts that they're doing, that they're merciful, uh, and, but they're not because uh, the solutions to their problems are cruel. Um, on the abortion front, uh, they say it's not right to bring a child into this world because of either the, the climate disaster that's going to happen, um, financial problems for the parents or, or a single mother uh, who might be uh, caught in that situation. Um, they consider it be to, for it to be merciful to terminate that pregnancy. Like, to them, that's merciful, when in fact it's cruel, because it is, uh, it, it results in the death of a baby. And uh, there is no way that there, there's mercy in that. And, uh, and we have to, you know, and it's not, and I, uh, you know, I, I don't know anybody's past or anything or what happens, and it's, it's, it's not about that. You know, it's just that folks are encouraged to do the wrong thing, evil things, and they think they're, they're going to be a blessing or help or, or alleviate a, 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 a hardship, but no, it's not. You know, it's going to lead to more problems, and, and hopefully it doesn't lead to any more loss of life that you learn your lesson or, or you just, you know, like Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery, he didn't bash her. He just said, go and sin no more. I don't find any problems with you. Just go and don't do that anymore. You know, again, what Pastor was talking about this morning, the do's and don'ts. They're not to excoriate people and, and, and admonish you. It's like, don't go down that road. It's not a good one. Go down this road. It's a good one. You know, they have uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 7, uh, this is one of my favorite verses, uh, two pair of verses, and it scares the living daylights out of me when you read these verses because... The world is going on about this, but in Matthew chapter 7, um, verses, it is uh, 13 and 14, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. That last part should scare the daylights out of us. You know, for all the people we care and love about, they don't. They think, well, you know, we're all just good. I was born a Catholic. I'm, you know, I, I'm in. I'm born Jewish. I'm in. I'm born Muslim. I'm in. No, it doesn't work that way. God doesn't recognize religion. He advises against it. He just wants you to know His Son, and believe that He is your Savior. That's that's it. <laughs> it's really uh, not much harder than that. And it's and even for. Uh, in, in, in cases of you know where, where rape or incest, it's horrible as it is. It's not that baby's fault. You know that child could be the one that saves you. 
you know, that that's the child that's going to grow up and lead you to Christ, you know, and you're, you're taking away opportunities that, that could be coming into your life that you may need down in the future. And uh, this, uh, again, I was uh, flipping through online, and it was this transgender uh, man. So she was a woman, you know, and now is a man talking about how she had an abortion, and she was emphatic about how compassionate she was. And this was mercy, what I had did. I, I can't believe how compassionate I am to do what I did. And she, she believes it, you know, and that's the scary thing because people are caught in this, you know, debacle. And, you know, we need to have compassion for them. And that's, you know, it's not, again, not to bash anybody. It's to understand uh, that we need to have compassion uh, for that mother and uh, but compassion the Bible way and God's way, not the world's way, because the world's way to compassion would be terminate that pregnancy. No good. You know we don't want to do that because that tender mercy is cruel to that child, and it's uh, and it's a uh, it's a scary world <laughs> that we live in, and. Uh, and another one, I'm going to start with Proverbs 20, verse 1. I think we read this this morning in Proverbs. Brother Lou might have read this. But Proverbs verse, uh, chapter 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. And this is another problem that's out there in this world of ours, and it's the problem of addiction, whether it be drugs or alcohol, uh, or the other seedy things of life that, that people get addicted to. And here's the, the tender mercies of the wicked. What do they say to do? Let's just legalize drugs. Let's give out free needles. Let's give places for people to shoot up and smoke crack. And let's give out the Narcan so you can OD at 11 o'clock in the morning, we can come there, Narcan you, and 5 o'clock that night, you can be right back there doing, going right there, because don't worry, we got Narcan. We'll just, we'll just bring you back so you can, you know, you can get Narcan and continue in that world, yeah. you know. And the world says, don't worry. It's not your fault that you have an addiction problem. It's a disease, you know. But, you know, it's a disease of sin. But they don't, they don't put that part at the end. They just say disease, you know, and you need to go to therapy or you need to be even further medicated. And no, what you need to do is understand that we're sinners. That's a sin, and you need to get here to remedy that and, and, uh, and to fight against it and to get the, the strength and courage to either talk about it with somebody who may be close to you who has issues. This is how you do it. You don't... Uh, you have to be truthful, and you have to speak the truth to these folks. It's not a disease. I've been there, and I can tell you right now, when, uh, when I got out, of the, uh, got out of that, it wasn't through a, a program, wasn't through anything. It was through God. God, I, I finally said, I can't do this anymore. God, you've got to help me. And overnight, he removed from me. That's how I knew this was all real. And it was when I first started coming here, and he removed from me the desire that's in all addicts. It was gone. And I was like, what, what just happened? 
And I, I know what happened. God stepped in, and it's been stepping in my life ever since. And I'm grateful for that. You know, and, uh, and once again, the tender mercies of the wicked is to keep that poor soul in their sin and not to get them out of them, not to clean them up, and not to get them into a church or get them back to their family. No, it says, stay where you are, don't worry. We're going to take care of you. you know, but they will take care of you, you know, and they'll put you in the ground, and what's worse is coming up after you're in the ground, and you better watch out for that. And, and now, if you're caught in that addiction problem and you can't get out of it and you have to turn to crime, well, guess what? The tender mercies of the wicked strike again and say, don't worry, we got no bail. We got no jail, no fail for you. You can go out, don't worry. If we catch you, doesn't matter. You're not going to face any consequences. And you can go and terrorize your neighborhood. You can go and assault people. You can go and take their stuff because you got a problem. And it's understandable why you have to do that. And that is not what God has in mind for you. He has many ways for you to get out of that and he wants you to seek him and seek his face, seek the true God, the true God and find out what, uh, how to, to deal with these issues. And, uh, and it's uh, the innocent people suffer the, cruel, the cruelty of the tender mercies of the wicked because it's them that, that are saying this. They're not saying, hey, straighten up. Stop doing what you're doing and, and get busy in the word because that's where you're going to find answers. They say, no, we got the answers. We're going to tell you. And that's not what God has for you. And um, to bring into another problem that we have in the world, it's with the problem with what's going on at the border. Now, I understand that you know, there's issues around the world and people want to come to America for a better life. And there is a way to do it, but you have to do it the lawful way. Laws come from God. We have laws in this country, but God is the lawmaker, and we have to follow his laws. You know, regardless of what your reasons are, there's still there's a way to get here, and you have to do that. Because what the tender mercies of the wicked, what did they do? They opened the border. And what did that do? Because they just say, just get here. But they don't talk about the trip of getting here, which is hell on earth and atrocities, which you cannot imagine, uh, that goes on with the trafficking coming up through the southern border and coming uh, into this, to get into the, the country. And, um, and um, there is, you know, like I say, a way to do it, and it's not to do, to do it that way, to rush, it just makes for, if you ask the border agents and down the border, what are the conditions down there? They're, to, they're deplorable. They are desperate, and, and what goes on there is wicked. There's death, there's rape, there's every possible crime you can imagine is going on. And they say, just get here, you know, and you'll be all right. But no, because when you get here, it's still not good, because you see, we don't have the resources or the capabilities to to take all these people in all at once. And uh, they're coming to areas where the work is, and they're already crowded. They're, they're cities. They're, it's, a, it's a crowded area. And um, it's just 
another example of their idea of being tender is to do that, and it's not tender. It creates a big problem here. It's a burden for this country. This country is, is even though there's money flowing in like crazy, there's not money for that. Uh, and, and it makes for desperate situations where these people now live in cruel conditions. They are at the mercy of, of, every, of every, everything but their own agenda. They cannot uh, take care of themselves, and it is not, a, uh, it is not merciful to put people uh, in, in that position. There's a movie out, uh, The Sound of Freedom, about uh, trafficking uh, children, uh, Jim Caviezel, uh, actor, one of the godly actors in Hollywood, if there are any in there, but uh, it's his movie. It's, uh, it's an amazing movie. It's, uh, it, you can watch it. It's, uh, they, they don't have any disturbing imagery that can affect you, but you know what's going on. It's, it's, uh, it's bad. And, uh, and um, they gloss it over. That they, don't, uh, they, don't even, they don't mention it. And it's in every city. There is a trafficked child in every city just about in America. Somewhere there's, a, there's something where that, there's a child or, or a poor girl or a young boy who has been trafficked, and they're amongst us. And, uh, and we have to be on a lookout and, um, and help address this and, and use the Bible to, sh you know, to show that we have laws that God made. You know, we don't just make up laws. Like, these are laws that God gave us for a reason. You know, we are not to, you know live off the cuff. You know, we have to have laws as human beings because we are lost, wicked people, and we will do the wrong thing. So we have to watch that. And more tender mercies coming from, uh, from those folks. Uh, the fabrication of the gender issue uh, with the changing of God-made men and women. That's it. You can't, uh, there's no change in, in that. Uh, the tender mercies of the wicked, though, will say, oh, this child, look at this, this five-year-old kid thinks he's, what, he thinks he's, he thinks he's a girl. So, you know what? We got to address that, and let's put him on puberty blockers, uh, surgeries to the, to the children, and you're telling me that, that that is merciful, and it is not. It is cruel, and it is the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel, and and to force people to go into that, to force people who don't believe that to, to have to accept that, they've created a platform for these people to bash us, saying you must accept this because this is our truth, and you have to deal with this reality. It's like no, we don't. We have a God that says I made man and women, and that's it. And uh, there's no other, there's no differentiation between that. That's just what we have here, and you have to fight against that, and um, it comes up uh, more and more now. Uh, uh, it's in the education system to get that out there. We have to fight that. And, but it is, this brings us into, you know, this is all dark, the darkness that's in the world today, but we have John 1, chapter 4 and 5. Uh, John 1, verses four and five. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. We have Jesus, and 
that's how we can make this all better. Or whatever, all the stuff I was just talking about that can all be made better through this. By being good Christians, being faithful, you have to get in this so you can learn how to fight and argue with people. You know, I don't want, you know, we, we have to fight, but we don't, you know, don't have to go out and not every Christian has to be a warrior. You know, they don't have to be this super soul winner. Doesn't have to be a great preacher or a cleaner or a decorator. It could be somebody. You could do the simplest things. Like for me, Maurice, my brother Maurice, all I need from him as a Christian is to come to church. And when I see him in church all the time, it's like, man, look what this guy does all the time. What a blessing, what an encouragement. He didn't have to be anything great. All he had to do was come to church. And he might not realize that, but what an encouragement that is to somebody who's, you know what, I'm struggling, but you know what, Maurice is here all the time. A man Maurice comes here, and that's an encouragement. And he's being a warrior by doing that for me. Because that's what I need. I was like, you know, I gotta, I have to, I gotta keep going. I gotta do more. I, I'm, I'm lazy, and I can easily get, you know, stop reading and stop doing what I'm supposed to do. But uh, I get encouraged because I have people in church here that come all the time, and it's just, uh, it's just really good to see. And uh, but we have to. Uh, we have to be compassionate with, with folks that have issues, but we don't have to be tolerant of what they do. Because we as Christians have to be compassionate, but not tolerant. God, God says for a reason, don't do that. It's for your own good, just don't do that. And we, that's, you know, um, we just have to fight against the behavior of people. Not, you don't have to uh, go personally at that person just the behavior you have to stop. The woman caught in adultery. Jesus says, where are those that accuse you? He's like, there are none. Because I, I, I find a fault with you either. Go and sin no more. Just, just don't do that anymore. You know, and watch what happens. I guarantee, when we get to heaven, I guarantee that woman never did that again in her life. Went home and said, I just met Jesus. I, I'm good now. I'm going to live a good life. And I guarantee you she's up in heaven. And she can... She could tell you her story. And um, so uh, as Christians, we know, need to show biblically why God says don't do that or please, you know, don't do this. Don't give up on those who are working, you know, that we're working on. And, you know, we, we have to get the message out that there is something more important. Uh, uh, to, uh, to someone who may have had an abortion, you got, those people have to, you have to get that, that girl saved because if she's lost, and it's not a good thing because I've known women who had to do that and they were never, never the same. But you can tell that person, even after the fact, that you come to know Jesus, and take him as your savior and claim him, that when you die, you will meet your child in heaven. And I don't know if that child will meet you at the door, but when you get to heaven, there will be a child that you never knew that will be there waiting for you, that you could spend eternity with. And, but you have to come to Jesus to do that. And that's, there is the, uh, the grace of Jesus in that horrible situation 
there is still grace and joy at the end of that. Should you come to, to know Christ, because you can unite those two in, in the future, down the road. And Amen. we have to commit as Christians and recommit, you know, as life goes up and down and you, you hit stride, sometimes you're running for the Lord at 100 miles an hour, and sometimes you're going in reverse. And, uh, and all you have to do is, you know, if running 100 miles an hour sometimes is not always the best thing. You know, because you might be missing things. You know, slow it down to 50 miles an hour, maybe. And if you're in reverse, stop the car and turn it around and go the other way. And uh, it's just, uh, we must all, we just all have to do something to, uh, to further the cause of Christ and, uh, to be faithful in the word, be faithful in coming to church, and just uh, be faithful that Jesus is there for you. He does hear all our prayers, uh, and we have to work towards his goal for us. You have to pray for what he wants from you and what he wants you to do for him. We all have a job that he wants us to do, and we have to stay focused on that task because he's going to give us tasks to do. When you're in with God, you figure out the tasks that have to be done and you just stay focused on doing it. Stay around your church. Be focused with your people. Be focused on the Bible. Be focused on growing further and further with the Lord and and just doing what he's tasked you with because he's, he's going to task you with something he wants you to do. And uh, I'm going to just end with this little story in the Bible. It's about a couple who were given a task, a very difficult task that more than likely was uh, going to fail because it involved doing it in the world and, uh, and doing what God wanted them to do in the world. But they persevered, endured hardship and just uh, terrible things to get to complete their task. And they did complete their task because it's told in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord, for giving me an opportunity. I hope I did not ramble or... I made sense, Lord, and just thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you for putting me back up here behind the pulpit for this brief time. Uh, I'm grateful for it and just thankful 